Shalom Abrahora up to Mesechas Kedushim Nafsam Mach Beis. Today's daf continues our discussion of the Machloikas, whether a Tanai Kofel is necessary everywhere. And we have a Kasha why the Torah sometimes doesn't use a Tanai Kofel by Soita. We discuss the May Chatos and the double uh, Tanai over there. Then in the next mission we discuss when the person who was Mekadish woman made a mistake in his das. He made an assumption which was what wasn't true. Then in and in the second half of the mission we discuss is when he's Mekadisher in a state which isn't yet. Like after she becomes Megayeres, or before the uh, baby girl is born. So And that whether that applies when it's in the person's control or not, maybe it's considered bala'ilam if he's able to create it. And get why Geras isn't considered bala'ilam, not considered biyadai. I'll bring some rayas why biyadai does not make it mechusr ma'isa. But before we continue, we had mentioned Akasha on Rebchanina, from the Teichach, and the Gemara asks, the Pasuk of Cherev Teichelu, that be consumed by a sword, what does that mean? Rabbah says, it means that you'll be eating very coarse bread of barley and eggs, like Mar had taught us, that dry steel bread with salt and onions is very bad for the body, like swords. Next Kasha, the Gemara says, now, he's the one that held that you do not need a Tanai Kofel. It was only when they go to B'nai Menashe. When we bring a woman in as a Saito, we don't make a Tanai Kofel. We tell her that if you didn't sleep with this man, then you're fine. Hey, Noki, you'll be clean. But according to your mayor, shouldn't you have said the second half of Hey, Noki, that you're going to explode Chas Shalom if she was Taka Mazara? If Tanchem says... That the fact that the Torah says Heinoki, we could darshan from that lashon the flip side of Heinoki, so it's encoded the Tanai Kofel according to Meir. Next kasha according to Meir, Heinoki makes sense. In that case, we're using that strange lashon to teach me the flip side according to Chanina. Why do you need that strange lashon? There's no need for a Tanai Kofel according to him. So the Gemara answers. We still need a Tanai Kofel specifically by Soita, even though normally you don't, to teach us that if Shitaka did sleep with that man, not only is it an Isser, but Chenoki, she's going to have the full effects of the Mesoita. Next Kasha, according to a mayor, makes sense why the Pasuk says, by the Mechatas, by the water, the Tahara waters of the Paraduma, it says, The flip side, if yes, then good. If not, then now. So, the Torah gives us a Tanai Kafal, according to Bechanino, that's unnecessary. The Gemara answers, even according to Bechanino, it is required. A Tanai Kafal Dafka, in that case, in the Torah, to tell us that you need both the third and seventh day in order to get tahara. Just doing one of them is not enough. Why does the Torah then need to say, It sounds extra. The Gemara says, Yom Shlishi tells me you can't do the sprinkling on the sec- second day of his tahara. And Yom Shvi says you can't do it on the sixth day of his tahara. But I might think, if he does it, 
a day later, on the third day, and the eighth day. So he just has extra Tahara days. Maybe that would be an effective way to be him. He's being a little more machmir. Kamash malon, the extra puzzle. But he's, it tells me that it has to dafka be on the third and seventh day. What does the puzzle of Echidubim Hashvi tell me? It tells me that this is not only for Kachim, but even by Truma, by other Inyoni Tahara, you need the, the sprinkling to be on the third and the seventh day. In the next mystery, we learn of someone who's a woman. And he says, oh, you know, Shprinzi, uh, after they're ready, Makudashi says, I thought you were Kahanas. Turns out she's a Levia or vice versa. Uh, she, he thought that she was poor. Turns out she's rich. He thought she was rich. Turns out she's poor. Still a good Kiddushin because there was no Mekah toys here. That was just his, his thought. That was his idea. He didn't make a Tanai. Next, the Mishnah says, if someone tells a woman, I want to be Makudashi to you, but only after I convert Right, as as an alma goy, but I'm going to be Jewish. So here's the kedushin for after my gayrus, or after her gayrus, or if someone, a man walks over to a shifcha and says, "I want to be mekadeshu after you're freed," or is it an eved goes over to a woman and says, "I want to be mekadeshu with this money after I'm freed." Or he says, you know, I hope your husband lives. I may have estimated all happy, wonderful eight years, but I want to be mekadeshu now for the day that he dies. After he dies, I want to be Mekadeshu with this money now. Or after your sister dies, in which case, it's one of the only arise that the status changes after the death, and now he's allowed to marry her sister. Or after you do Chalitza. Since now, this woman is not able to accept the Kedushin, it's not a valid Kedushin. Similarly, if someone tells his friend, if your wife gives birth to a girl, I want to be Mekadeshu to her. Again, that doesn't work. But the Mishnah, or maybe Tabraisa, finishes off if his wife is already expecting. And it's already past 40 days and they know that it's a girl. Then, Dvar of Kayomen, it's a good Kiddushin. And when she has a baby girl, he is automatically Mikudashes to her from when he had given the Kiddushin. In utero. In the discussion of being Mikandish something, being Toifus something which is not yet existent, the Gemara brings a Mishnah from Truma. That if someone takes truma from something which is detached, so already has the din of dugoncha. It's already grain. When it's attached, it's not. It's just Paris. And he says, I want this to be mekayim truma for my fruits which are attached. So once it's attached, it is dugoncha. And he's trying to be matir, the stuff which is still attached to the ground. Not good, even by the avid. It's not truma. Rav Asi asks, Rav if someone says, I want the fruits of this row, which is detached, to be the truma for that row, which is still attached. Not good. Or vice versa, I want the, the attached row to be mekuyim, the, the truma for the detached row. But he adds, I want it to take effect when the attached fruits are detached. Then he goes ahead, he detaches that whole row. Is that a good truma or not? It was a dovish lay and now that it's bala does it trigger? Does it now take effect? Rabbi Yechonan answers, since it was in his yad, it was biyoda, he had the ability to detach them at any point, even though right now they were mechubarim, that's not considered mechusar ma'isa, and it's not considered a davish alayim, it was balayim, he just hadn't yet done it. So that's Rabbi Yechonan's chiddish, that even if right now it's impossible, since right now it's in your koyach to do it, to make this into a status or something which it would be effective, it's effective right now. So the Gemara asks on that, if someone tells a woman, 
all the cases in our Mishnah, when you were I, our Megayar Megayeres, when you were I, freed from slavery, when your husband died, when your sister dies, after you do Chalitza, it's not a good Kedushin. Now, most of them are not something which are, which are Beyadai, but Geirus, at any point, he or she can go and be Megayar and therefore should not be a Dover Shaloi Ba'alaylam. It should be effective. So the Gemara answers that even Gerus is not considered biyodoi because if Chiyabar Abba Marav Yoichonon says that a Ger can't just do it by himself. It's not entirely in his Yad. He has to pull together a Bezdin. Who said he's going to find a Bezdin who's willing to be Megayirim? Then Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel asks, again on Rabbi Yoichonon, if someone gives a pruta to his Shifcha, which he could free at any moment, and says, after I free you, that should be a good kiddushin, because it's in his God. At any point, he has the power of freeing her. The Gemara answers, however, that's not a good comparison, because the difference between a shifcha and a freed shifcha, which is a beautiful basisro, that's going from a behemoth status to dasa cheretz. It's such a wild difference. You can't say that the kedushin that he gave her while she was a shivcha is what will be mekadesh her as a bas Yisrael. Like Rashi says, there's no mechuser maiser godel mizer. So the Gemara keeps on firing at Rabbi Yechonon. Rabbi Oishia said that if someone gives a pruta to his wife and says... I know I'm going to divorce you, but I like you so much, I'm going to marry you again after we divorced. So here's a pruta and to be mekadesh you after our divorce. We paskin that that's not a good kiddushin. Aye, it's all biyadhoi. But Yechanan again says, yeah, he could be mekadesh her. That's true. But the get, or rather the get, he can give balkarcha. You're right, he could divorce her. That's totally in his yad. But the Kedushin post-get that she has to have Das for. That's not Biyad. And therefore, it's still considered a Dabr Shalai Bala She could turn down his second Kedushin. So the Gemara says, according to Biyad, we should have an answer to Rabbi Oishia's question. He asked if someone gives two prutas to a woman and says, number one, I want this to be Mekadesh uh, you. Today, the second pruta. I want it to be Mekadeshu after I divorce you. So it's number one Kedushin, I'm going to divorce you in the middle, and the second Pruta should be a trigger on a Kedushin afterwards. The Chayra, it shouldn't be a good Kedushin because it's not Biyogdoy to be Mekadeshur. Gemara answers that that case might be different since she's now accepting the first Kedushin. You could say that the second Pruta he's giving her, she's also being Toifis on, it's also going to be Chal. That's a unique case where it still is a shtickle biyade because she is accepting both of them. Now the Gemara brings a brisa that supports Rabbi Yechonon's psak that if it's biyadoi, it's not a davar shaloi ba'elam, and that's the case we had by truma. You can't take truma from something which is tallish for something which is mechuber, and even b'diavet it wouldn't work unless he says that I want. This truma is to take effect when the mechubar is detached. In that case, Dvar of Kayamana would work. And uh, we take it a step further, Rebeliezer ben Yaakov says, that if the guy takes off from Tolish for mechubar or vice versa, and he says, I want it to take effect when they become a third ripe, they're not even a third ripe yet, and they're, they're detached. And at that point, I want the truma to be chal. As soon as they become a third ripe and they're detached, 
it works, and the truma is chal because it's all biyadoi. Right, Rabbi Yechonon. Rabbi clarifies that Eliezer ben Yaakov says that is only saying that this will work when they become edible, called shachas. But if they're just agam, then the fruits are just they're raw. They're like just barely growing. But there, he wouldn't allow this truma to be effective. However, Rabbi Yosef says even by agam, even if they're raw. The Gemara says, how do I know that Agam means a lotion of Butzalno, that it's just beginning to grow? So Rabbi Lazar brings the process of Halachoyf Ke'agmoin Roishoy. Agmoin is a type of plant that bends a lot. It's very, when it's very raw, it's bendable. In this Machlekes, the Gemara tries linking these, these Amiroim to Abraisa for what we had on the first Amr, as our Mishnah, that if someone tells a woman that I want to be Makadesh, your daughter, if she is a female, it doesn't work. But Rav Hanina says that it will take effect if they already know that she is pregnant with a girl. According to Rabbah, who said that the fruits need to be edible, it would only be effective, uh, an effective Kedushan if they already know that there is a fetus in there. But it's already hukar, it's recognizable. But according to Yosef, he says even when the fruits are raw, it will be an effective Kedushan. So, so too, even, if, even if you can't tell that she's pregnant, according to him, it would be an effective Kedushan as soon as the Nekevo is born. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.